Hi, it's your host, Aliyah Dunham, with Assisting with the Game. I have Jada Stinson here as my co-host today. We're going to be interviewing her. How are you doing, Jada? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Keeping up with that homework? Yeah. I'm loving grad school. Loving grad school. Don't we all? Um, So, Jada, uh, for listeners who are listening, this is Jada Stinson. Um, I played AAU with Jada for West Virginia Thunder uh, my junior year. Can you kind of speak on the process of AAU and the importance of it in your experience? Ooh, my process of AAU has been a roller coaster, um, but it's it's really, really important. That's where I feel like you get most of your offers from. Yeah, you might get a few, you know, in high school if you have some big, big name teammates, but for the most part, it's all AAU. It's about doing what you can and showcasing your skills in front of hundreds of coaches at any given point like you don't know who's watching you you don't know who's talking to who like I learned later on that coaches talk so Mm -hmm. if this one coach didn't need me my position he probably knew a coach that might have needed me so just like I guess having a good impression on any coach that was sitting in front of you is really big yeah to meet people yeah no again we we (laughs) met each other uh, through AAU Um, I think AAU is definitely an important role to get to, you know, college and any type of level after um, high school. You spoke on, you know, how everyone kind of knows each other, um, your fondest memories of meeting people. Um, do you remember, like, your first um, July period? Um, for listeners who don't know what the July period might look like, but that's the live eval period when college coaches can, you know, really be there hands-on and recruit. Um, they can contact you shortly after the tournament. Um, all of the coaches are there, depending on state to state. But do you remember, like, that moment when, like, you're playing in front of all of those college coaches and how that felt? Yeah, that was that was a hectic – it's a hectic month for sure. Um, but just seeing all those coaches is just, like, I think more seeing, like, all your hard work is kind of paid off, like – you put in all these hours worth of practice and now you get to show all these coaches what you can do and how you can be an asset to their program. So it was definitely like, I won't say overwhelming. It was just kind of like a shock, like, Oh my goodness, like this is real. It was more like a reality check. Like, okay, yeah, it's time to go. Like you got to do what you need to do. Yeah. I definitely remember. um, I think it was probably my sophomore year. Uh, We played Kentucky premier Again, uh, for those who don't know, Kentucky yeah, yeah, Premier yeah. and West Virginia Thunder is like rivals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of close, so, you know, we know a lot of people from each team. But I remember we were in Georgia, and the amount of coaches that was there, um, talking Gino, like yeah. sitting right there. And like you said, it's kind of overwhelming. But then again, it's like, this is my opportunity. Um, back at home mm-hmm. in West Virginia, you don't get that, you know. Like you mentioned, unless uh, a teammate has a big name for themselves or your high school is, you know, nationally ranked, those college coaches don't typically come. So that AAU is that moment. And that's kind of where you get to show like, yeah, I've, I've been working on this. This is this is me um, and kind of show you prove yourself to those college coaches. So I, I'm glad that you kind of touched on that. Um, so I think, and- I, played my, I think I played my best game, actually. Uh, to against Kentucky Premier like I think that was probably the best game I might have played in my life <laughs> and it was just because I was living in Kentucky yeah and then playing for different schools 
And so when I got to see Kentucky premiere, it's just kind of like that, like, oh, yeah, it's time to go. And then in front of all those coaches, you're like, oh, yeah, it, it's game time. Kind of motivates you a little bit, a little chip on yeah. your shoulder. Um, yeah. Do you remember, uh, like, transition from AAU to, like, your recruiting process? How was that for you? You know, everyone's different. Yeah. Um, so I had a hectic recruiting process. I had over 26-plus offers, like, that <laughs> – yeah, people are like, oh, yeah, I want all these offers. And, yeah, you say that until you get them, and then you have a oh, coach God. here. You're trying to remember. You're trying to save numbers. You're trying to remember what coaches, what, who. Yeah. You get home visits. You're getting official visits, unofficial visits. Like, the calls just come in, and you're just mm-hmm. like – I was I, for me, I was overwhelmed. I was like, yeah. I don't know what to do. I had to start writing things down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I talked to this coach today. This is the name of their coach. I'm, like, researching – it was a lot like that was a hectic but I was grateful for that opportunity obviously because that doesn't happen to everybody and even just having one was enough like but when you have (laughs) you're trying to I'm like okay I don't even know where I want to visit like yeah do I want to go here do I like here and my dad was just like getting to that point he's like okay you need to start narrowing the list down I'm like where do I start (laughs) like I don't know what I want to do like I'm a military kid so being far away from home wasn't that big of a deal for me mm-hmm. it was just more finding the perfect fit yeah um those calls can be you you either love it or you hate it um yes. and most times you hate it yeah <laughs> um just sitting on the phone with a coach you don't really know day in and day out you know mm-hmm. and it's a business so like one coach can be at one school and then call you the next day and be at a completely different school. And then you have to save a new number or, or know yeah. their coaches. And it's just like, like you said, overwhelming. Um, I like how you mentioned your towards, you know, your AAU career and towards your processing, um, your recruiting process, you started to narrow things down. Um, and then you landed at Memphis your freshman year. And everyone has like their own reasons of why they chose a school, you know, their why or, you know, it made them feel like home. What was your reasons to go to Memphis? So what's so crazy is I probably had the least amount of fun on my (laughs) Memphis visit. (laughs) Like that sounds so crazy, but I probably had the least amount of fun. Um, (laughs) And, you know, you do, you get to enjoy the teammates and all of this, but I knew um, one girl that was already there. It was a girl I actually looked up to when I was in Alabama. So mm-hmm. she was in the high school. I was in middle school still. And she was one of the girls that I got to watch play. I got to see, you know. So I was really close with her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coaches sell you great things. And I honestly loved Memphis as a city. Uh-huh. So not only did I like the girls in the program, and the coaches at the time, but I felt at home, like, oh, it's like, okay, I can do stuff outside of this, you know, I don't have to be stuck to just basketball, and that's all I can do, mm-hmm. I was attending football games while I was there, like, it gave to me the best college experience, I didn't want to just be an athlete, like, I wanted to experience all different sports, people outside of that, so that's what played a role in me going to Memphis. Um, playing a role uh, I think a lot of people kind of miss that a little bit of like what it is like to be a like a student first um, outside of athletics. Uh, I think when people make that decision, they're like, I want to play, I want to win, 
like it's all focused on basketball and then they kind of get lost in transition of being a regular student and then they don't fit well like you said you like Memphis as a like as a school yeah, yeah like as a school and you like the city like you like being in Memphis um so that could play a major role like I would hate to go to a school that I don't like like I don't like the area I don't like the people I don't like you know that that kind of I think a lot of people miss um they go for the name uh basketball and nothing else and 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 you know it doesn't typically work out for them um so I'm glad that you mentioned that like you liked everything outside of basketball as well as basketball um and it's kind of funny that you said that was your least fun yeah yeah, I didn't do anything on that visit I ate I definitely ate really good good on official visits (laughs) I ate yeah that was great food amazing (laughs) um anyone that's listening uh that that may have a child that's um, entering that recruiting process or not really sure about the recruiting process. Um, if the rules haven't changed from when I was in high school, uh, you get five. <laughs> okay, five official visits. And basically what that means is the school pays for everything. Your flights, if you have to fly, um, dinner, um, transportation, hotel, yeah. hotel, anything that you do is paid for Hence why we said you eat very well. Um, <laughs> you you can go that because it's a weekend. Uh, pretty Friday, you get there Friday evening, leave Saturday morning. Um, you eat three times, four times a day. You will not starve. <laughs> you definitely will not starve. I think uh, the other day, there was like a ridiculous stat. Um, I want to say it was like Texas A&M. One of the college football teams spent like 200K on nine uh, official visits it was football um but I was trying to like break it down of how how is that possible yeah. how is that possible I mean I know you could get up there but how is that possible yeah. they just going all. to top tier restaurants breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> and snacks uh they were eating at Ruth Chris every meal and had to be <laughs> like I don't know that's that's ridiculous um so going back to your freshman year uh, you play, you average like 30 some minutes, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. If, if you don't understand the translation <laughs> of 30 minutes to high school to college, 30 minutes is oh yeah, almost the whole game as a freshman. Um, can you kind of speak on how, if you can remember how the minutes were for you? You know, like I said, that that's a lot of minutes coming from high school. So I actually, you know, they, you hear all the time, your freshman year, that's your time to find yourself and you ease in. Well, my freshman year, we had like six players. Everybody was getting hurt Mm -hmm. and it was kind of like, I had no choice but to step up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had, yeah, (laughs) it was something like, I feel like it was a lot of pressure, you know? I'm playing UConn, I'm playing you, I'm playing people that are contending or contenders mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And it was just like a 17 year old, 18 year old, like, I was just kind of like shocked. Mm-hmm. A lot of minutes, I definitely was in the best shape probably I've ever been in, um, <laughs> for sure. But it was a lot, I think it was a lot of weight on my shoulders, especially at the point guard spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think I learned a lot of things my freshman year, good, bad, ugly, like. And you, 
you kind of got that opportunity early. Like, not a lot of people get the good and the bad and the ugly their freshman year. They, like, right. like you said, they, they ease into it, you know. They kind of get there, get their feet wet their freshman year, and then kind of slowly work their way up. Now, some people get right into it their freshman year, but a lot of people don't. Um, so you kind of got, you know, the ugly and kind of got used to it pretty quickly to the point where by your sophomore year, you were matured as like a, a junior, basically, because you've you've played a lot of minutes. You've I mean, again, you're not perfect, but right. you kind of felt it before. Um, do you think that helped you your uh, your sophomore year kind of getting into like your freshman year playing a lot of minutes? Definitely. Um, I, the experience. I feel like everything is really all about experience. The more you experience, the more you can mature. Mm-hmm. So if you don't experience something, then how do you expect someone to know what yeah. to do and how to do it? So once I got to learn the speed of the game, which is way different from high school to college, <laughs> that I wish people said it and you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then you get into it and then you're like, Oh, like I was probably maybe 115 mm-hmm. going into college. I was getting pushed around. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> I learned a whole lot. Like I needed to start eating better. Mm-hmm. Just little things, whether, like I said, it was for my, my dieting, mm-hmm. my weightlifting and how much I think I need to still continue to work on my basketball. Like even me getting in the gym, I still feel like I could do some more. Like mm-hmm. I could find, okay, maybe I need to add a little more dribbling, add a little more shooting, or just kind of finding like weaknesses in my game and making them to where I have no weaknesses. Yeah. Um, coming in like as a freshman and early on, you mentioned dieting and stuff like that. Like the little things that people will skip over, um, they focus on skills, but it's the little things that, can really take your game to the next level like even myself my freshman year I was in the worst like coming in I was in the worst shape ever and I didn't know you know you wouldn't have told me like my senior year I'd be like yeah I'm in shape great shape yeah I could play college ball right now (laughs) got there (laughs) conditioning was like no other I literally hated getting up for conditioning like on the verge of tears for conditioning because I was so out of shape and it wasn't because I wasn't running it was because my diet was so bad that like it was terrible like I couldn't put it all together and and I didn't know I really didn't know like going in I really thought I was like I'm good I've been you know I ran a little bit I've been working out you know but it's so crazy like how those things add up so quickly if you don't pay attention to And even then, I still feel like it wasn't until like a year ago that I really like really, really focused in on my dieting, especially like my body and Mm -hmm. stretching, like all of that. Oh, stretching. I wish I would have been doing that for a while. But like I thought, you know, I could eat chicken wings and all the fried foods and Mm -hmm. continue when I tell you we were in that car. I was the only freshman with a car. So all the freshmen would pile up in one car mm-hmm. and we used to be like, like y'all, y'all really, do we want to do this? Do y'all really yeah. want to go? Like, or we had, I was like, you know, okay, let's get our minds right. Let's get our minds right. But I'm, I don't think I care what you said in that car. Like once you stepped out, it was still a whole nother monster to yeah. that conditioning. Yeah. There was nothing that you could do to prepare yourself at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing at all. Like you could just pray and hope that 
today is better than yesterday and that they weren't trying to kill you today. Um, but again, like even then transitioning to year to year for me, um, I still wasn't the best at it. Um, but I progressively got better at it. Um, like food wise, fry, trying to take care of that. Like, you know, drinking habits, like Gatorade, water, you know, get rid of the soda, um, lemonade. Like for me, that was like the biggest thing. Um, that was the hardest thing to know that I couldn't, <laughs> the way my intake on juice yeah. was ridiculous. The juice to water intake was, was not okay. Yeah, it was not okay. I can agree, especially at the level that we were um, competing at. You definitely mm-hmm. needed more water than we were definitely taking in. Um so transitioning from your sophomore year, uh, you decided to transfer to Arkansas State. Uh, can you kind of touch on that subject a little bit of transferring? Um, you know, there's multiple reasons why people transfer. Uh, you were playing. You know, a lot of people, the first thing is like, oh, she wasn't playing. You were playing. So, like, right. <laughs> that probably wasn't the issue. Um, so, if you want to speak on that, if you can. Uh, yeah. Could you? Um so my reasoning, I think it was kind of just things were just accumulating. Mm-hmm. Uh, my freshman year, like I said, the good, bad, the ugly. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty ugly. Like I was a punk A freshman. I was stupid. I was an idiot. Like that was my name. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got, I'm like, okay, I can get through that. Like that's nothing. But mm-hmm. then it would just be like little things. I felt like she would just be on my case, be on my case, be on my mm-hmm. case. And it was like, no matter what I did, I was the person that got in the gym. I was the only person on my team getting in the gym consistently. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. Yeah. I would help teammates. I got called selfish for helping my teammate learn plays. <laughs> um, she's My coach has left me at a hotel before, uh, before a game. Um, and I had to apologize for getting left. Um, and then I brought all this to her attention. Mm-hmm. And she just denied all of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is, like, you're obviously not seeing. I'm like, okay, well, I just, I'm here to ask for my release. Like when I tell you the first two years, I had teammates that just wouldn't come to practice. But I'd be in there because <laughs> she, you already don't like me. Like you already have something towards me. So like, I can't, I don't even have room to not come. Yeah. I kid you not after games. They would be like, okay, so where do y'all want to go? Because we're not going to practice tomorrow. And I used to be sitting there like, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, you know, I love y'all, but I got to go to practice. <laughs> like this lady already has, you know, whatever she has towards me. Mm-hmm. I need to keep peace. But it was just, I felt like I was doing all the things that got me on the floor. Mm-hmm. But then it was never enough for her. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just got tired of it. And the last straw was her leaving me at a hotel for sure. Uh, that one, <laughs> yeah, that one I was like, yeah, I remember calling my parents like, hey, I'm stuck at a hotel in Tulsa. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, how am I going to get to the game? And uh, we had a meeting. She tried to punish us for it. I was like, I'm not going to your punishment. It was like something with weights, I think. I was like, I'm not going. We can have a meeting. We can talk about this. And that's when she denied everything. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. I love this experience. I love, you know, I will say that I grew mentally and mm-hmm. that was something I needed. Mm-hmm. I definitely got mentally tougher my two years at Memphis. 
Um, so I decided to transfer to Arkansas State, uh, which was a breeze, honestly. He was the coach at uh, Marshall. Yeah. And so he had been recruiting me. He was my first home visit. And so I was like, hey, I can't deny you twice. So let's yeah. let's see how it is there. That <laughs> sounds like my story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then <laughs> I was like, okay. I went. I sat my year out. Mm-hmm. Played the next, the following year. And I did really good. But they didn't have the master's program that I wanted. So I ended okay. up transferring again. But if they would have had my master's program, I would have stayed. You would have stayed. Um, I love how you mentioned, like, mental health. Uh, I know recently they've tried to really emphasize on that um, a lot than they used to. Um, But I think it's still, like, missed. Like, little things, like you said. Like, how are we actually doing outside of the lines of basketball? Like, we all have... Again, we all have our own personal lives. We all have other things that we are dealing with. Um, but I think we have to be aware of those. Um, Definitely. And when you talk about, like, whatever you were doing, you felt like it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. That can be a strain on your mental health. Um, it definitely was. And it was across the board, I feel like. I will say out of all the freshmen, I definitely got it the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't understand why, mm-hmm. like, I was like, I'm doing what you want and I'm going above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. And no one, I'm already kind of a closed off person. So I mm-hmm. just kind of keep all my feelings in. So then not talking about that made it even worse. And it just had me in a dark spot for two years, really. Yeah. Um, and then I still, I've told my parents like bits and pieces, but I had to tell them like, y'all don't even know the half of it. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, y'all know a little bit. Y'all know what I give you, but y'all don't know the half of it. And, like, once I told them even a little bit, my parents were like, what? Like, that's been happening? I'm, yeah. It's yeah. Two you years. don't know. Like, like you don't know. I'm like, because you, you see basketball, you know. They're like, oh, how are you doing? I'm just like, I'm all right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the bare minimum, just trying to get through. But I don't think a lot of people understand the mental health. Like, I've definitely learned that nothing is worth my peace. Mm-mm at all nothing at all and you mentioned that out of all the freshmen you definitely got it the worst and did you play the most out of all the freshmen mm-hmm. and most people would say why is she leaving she's playing the most but again nothing is worth like your mental health your peace mm-hmm. um and it's it's not emphasized enough um especially you know listeners who are listening if you have children who are athletes um even non-athletes check on your people um definitely because even though they may say they're fine they may not be um and it's it's definitely a sensitive topic you know a lot of people struggle with mental health um and a lot of people need to be aware of it um and I think, like, you know, I want to thank you for speaking on that. You know, that takes a lot. Um, like you said, not a lot of people knew what you were going through. Um, and it's definitely, you know, a dark place to be in. Um, so I want to thank you for speaking on that. Did, did um, when you decided to transfer, like you said, it was a breeze. Um, did that slowly creep you out of it, even though you had to sit 
did that like push you back or did that kind of slow you slowly ease you out the day I asked for my release I promise you I promise you it was a breath of fresh air like it was just like I was a regular student for like a couple months Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god maybe I can do this like this is amazing (laughs) but like I said I really liked Memphis so Mm -hmm. I had made friends outside of basketball due to everything that was going on like it was to the point Mm -hmm. where I'd go to the rec to shoot like I couldn't Mm -hmm. even be in that gym to get better and get my game together like I would have some of my friends I'd go I used to make this joke because at one point she stopped playing me and I would go to the rec and I'd be like oh I'm just getting my minutes out of deserve for the game (laughs) like I was just cracking jokes and like that's when I once I knew it was a time for me to just be done with it Mm -hmm. and then I asked for it I just, like I said, enjoyed the city of Memphis. Yeah. I was being a regular student, you know, enjoying all of the on-campus activities, whatever that may be. Like, they had farm, like, little, they just, I think, like, during exams, you pet animals to, like, ease your anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all kinds of stuff. And just to kind of enjoy those things. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew. I was like, this is the right decision for me. And I had to learn, I didn't make that decision for me, not for anybody else. Like, yeah my teammates I had asked for my uh my request like when I requested for my transferring my teammates actually got me back (laughs) I because I'd asked for in the beginning of conference and they were like come on like just finish the season out finish the season Mm -hmm. out I was like I'm gonna let you guys know I will finish the season out but after the season like it's over with like no more me and they're like okay that's fine and so I did it and then my coach was like I guess she kind of thought that oh we got her back and I was like, no, I learned this from my teammates. Like, gone. I gotta go. This one's for yeah. me. Um, no, I, I think you definitely uh, get a breath of fresh air when you get out of that situation. Um, and I know, I know you're definitely happier. Um, and like you said, if Arkansas State had uh, your master's program, you would have finished out there. Um, so that that's good to know. I wasn't really sure what the transfer you transfer yeah. in you know, where that came from, but I I figured um, that was post COVID. You could transfer wherever you want without sitting out um, and grad transferring. Uh, and I knew you got your degree, so I figured you grad transferred again. Um, but I I didn't know some pro I know some programs don't have offer um, that certain certain master programs. So that's good to know. Uh, so back to basketball, exciting news real quick, because we have to talk about this one. So you sat out, okay? And then this girl goes to the Olympics. <laughs> like, can you talk about the experience? Because like 1% goes to the Olympics, and you did that at like, what, 20 years old? Yeah, 21. Yeah, I think I was the youngest one on the team, too. That's wild. Yeah, so I had finished my season at Arkansas State, Mm -hmm. and I got a DM. Mm -hmm. And I had been following, like, Puerto Rico basketball for a while. And I was Mm -hmm. just, like, looking at it. I like pictures. And then Mm -hmm. I got a chance. They were like, hey, we have this. uh, It's called a Central Basket Tournament. We would like for you to play in it. And I was like, sure like why not (laughs) like I was asking my coach I'm like the season's over like is that okay like can I go he's done with classes Mm -hmm. so I was just telling my parents because I needed to get like information like to play on the Puerto Rican national team like 
you had to show that somebody was born in Puerto Rico. So I was getting birth certificates, all of that together. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to play for them in El Salvador. Uh, they kind of gave me like a little speech, like, hey, we want you to do this. Like, they want me to be a point guard and, you know, just kind of watch the head point guard because she was leaving soon. I ended up kind of moving to the two, which I've been doing all throughout college. Yeah. Um, so I went and I was just scoring like crazy. And they were like, oh, wow. Like, oh, you can do this too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 I can. Um, I ended up getting a, like a part of their little like MVP team. Mm-hmm. And so that was really fun. I got to eat good food. This is, this right here is when I realized like, I can't be picky. Because going to El Salvador, they cook differently. The food's different. And, ooh, I wasn't eating as much because I've always been used to, okay, I have all these different options. Yeah. In El Salvador, you have what El Salvador makes. Like, whatever they made in that hotel, is what that's what you eat. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's when the dieting was like, okay, yeah, this is real. Like, you need to start eating a little more healthier and figure out, like, what you can do because at the end of the day, overseas is my goal. Yeah. So... We did that. I enjoyed myself, went home. And then um, I think after that tournament, they had offered me, they were like, hey, do you want to try out for the um, national team to go to the Olympics? I'm, of course, like, why not? (laughs) Like, who wouldn't want to do it? Um, There was at least 20 plus girls, Mm -hmm. whether you were from the island, whether you're from the States, like, I mean, age ranges from like 33 to 21 mm-hmm. and it was like a couple weeks of just trying to prove you know I can play in their system however they liked but also I could separate myself from the other girls yeah uh, I eventually made my way into the 12 uh, we went to Belgium we played in Belgium and then we went to Tokyo mm-hmm. and <laughs> there I was in the Olympics playing with some grown women it was like a it was kind of like college, like going in and you're 17 and you're playing against 23, it was 21 and you're playing against 30 year olds. Like, and you're like, wow, like this is a, this is a different game. And overseas basketball is way more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that real quick. I can push a little bit more. I can hand check, do things that you can't do in college. Mm-hmm. You could do it overseas. And it just, it showed me another game of basketball. Like people play so many different versions of basketball. Mm-hmm. And being able to adapt to each system, I think, makes me more useful for people because it's like, okay, she can play in this college system that's up-tempo. She can play in a college system that's not as fast, a little slower, you know, more sets. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, I can flip the switch and go play overseas and go play a little more aggressive and still be able to be successful. But the Olympics was a great experience. I loved it. Met all kinds of people. Like, you got to interact with people from, I was interacting with people from South Africa, like all different places. We had pins. I think that's the best part was we had these pins and you got to interact with other people and get different pins. And I think I still have like a whole chain of just pins from like different countries. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. No, I mean, when I seen that, I was like, no way. This is Jada. Like, hey, you Jada, like we played a- <laughs> together later like she's <laughs> the olympics right now um 
And like, I'm like, we're still in college. Like, I, it was mind blowing to me. I was so happy for you. I think everyone was rooting for you. Um, we were so excited. Um, you talked about like adjusting to the game because it's it's different type of basketball over there, overseas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Do you think that helped you? Because um, you came back and played a, another year in college. Um, do you think that helped you uh, your senior year? Yes. So after the Olympics, actually, when I transferred to Illinois State, mm-hmm. so it kind of put me behind because, you know, most people have that summer together. They learn things. Mm-hmm. So I would say it kind of put me behind. But due to me playing basketball for so long, you know, it was easy to just kind of flip the switch. But mm-hmm. I had to flip the switch of like, OK, I can't be as aggressive anymore. <laughs> like You're good. It's left or right. Right. And so Arkansas State, the way they played basketball and the way Illinois State plays basketball are two different games. Mm-hmm. So that learn, I mean, that helped me learn just to adapt. OK, we're not as aggressive at Illinois State like we were at Arkansas State. So I had to like I said, adjust my game, which made it way easier. Like once you see the different types and I can bring a different point of view. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing, like di- bringing something else to the game. Like, okay, just showing people, like, hey, this is what you do here. Like, I've experienced this, this, and this kind of basketball. And being able to kind of use them all mm-hmm. in one setting. And I think that really helped me. Yeah, kind of takes your game to the next level. Um, like you said, not a lot of people, very rarely, unless you have uh, international um, teammates, have that experience. Um, so you're bringing another perspective, another way to the game. Um, it kind of elevates your game. Like you were the leading scorer um, for Illinois State. Again, it could have been like that could have boosted that. I'm sure it's just you as a player. I played with you. I know you can get some buckets. Uh, not discredited that, but I'm sure that kind of helped you and gave you like that confidence. I mean, for me, if that was me, it would definitely give me confidence of like, listen, I played with, you know, 30 some 30 year olds. Um, I played with professionals. I, I, I know I can go. Um, and I know no one on this team, you know, this opposing team can stop me. Um, so did that did that kind of shift your mindset of like knowing like I played with, you know, some of the top. It does. Yeah. But yeah, it really does. It gives you okay. Like my dad always said it like if I can go screw on the guys at the wreck, like I can go score on girls who are less athletic mm-hmm. than the guys that are jumping out of the gym and sending my stuff to the stands like then when you go play with people who are way more mature like the people on my team they were playing in Poland they were playing in Italy so I would go and I'd pick their brains like just learning what is it like out there like Mm -hmm. how was your process of finding somewhere to go play overseas and just learning those little things like when you think the the work stops but I think honestly it might be more and it's I feel like overseas is more self-motivation mm-hmm. and that's what it was like I was seeing women 30 plus in better shape than I was because I was tired I was like wow. I was wow geez like how are y'all doing it but the way they ate the way they trained and it was self-motivated like we only had to lift once mm-hmm. once or twice they were mm-hmm. in there five times a week 5 a.m., 6 a.m., and these women also had other jobs. Like, one was a lawyer. One was, yeah, I was, I'm telling you, doing amazing things. Like, exactly, and 
the fact that you were able to balance that, not only could you balance being a lawyer, but you were in the gym doing everything else that you needed to do to be a piece to this team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it kind of made me realize I need to be grateful. Like I needed to, you can't let somebody outwork you. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest thing here at Illinois State. Like granted, I only got to play seven games here because uh, yeah. I got hurt, I think seven mm-hmm. or nine. And, but even within, even within the ones that I did play, my work ethic, it was like, even though I'm hurting, I was still getting in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I found a way, whether it was just to put up some shots, whether it was just to dribble, whether it was just getting film, it's so important to continue to increase your knowledge of the game. And I think we are, some people don't see, they want to be, oh, I want to be this athletic, I want to be this, but the game is mental and you have to outthink people. You can't always outjump somebody, outrun somebody. You have to be able to outthink your opponent. And seeing that just kind of made me realize like my game still isn't complete. Yeah. There's still things that I need to work on. There's still things that I can, you know, areas to grow mentally, physically, and just applying that all to the game. Yeah. You mentioned, um, like, the IQ side of the game. I personally would say, like, that is what gets you to the next level. Um, You see a lot of athletes, you know, I'm sure you can speak on this too as well as me. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone has experienced this. Um, in your town, you have, you know, people that are like, why aren't this person playing college basketball? You know, they're so good. They can dunk, they can score, like they're athletic, all this stuff, but they don't have any basketball IQ or they Mm -hmm. don't have any IQ of their sport. They're not like, they're not smart up here when it comes to the game. They don't see the game the same as people who have really good IQ. And that kind of separates it. And it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't have the IQ when you have the IQ of like, yeah. like not like you know, shot selection, um, you know, the pace of the game, like when to do this, when to do that, um, I think is the most important thing that people um, can gain on, get better at. Um, what do you think for listeners um, that are listening, tuning in, players, parents, um, fans of the game, what do you think the most important thing for someone who wants to go to the next level is? You have to be mentally tough. Mm-hmm. And I say that's probably the most important because I feel like that's what I lacked mm-hmm. coming into college, that confidence piece. Um, because confidence takes you a long way. Like, you could literally have the worst person in the gym but has the most confidence, and they would probably look like the best person in the gym. And the only reason somebody would know that somebody else isn't, like somebody else is way better than that person, is because they've been around them, they've practiced with them, they've, you know, they've seen what they can do. (laughs) And so I feel like being mentally tough, being able to handle adversity when it comes, like, that is really really important adversity is going to hit you like a train when you come to college like and no one really touched on that like they say okay you need to handle adversity but they didn't tell us how hard adversity was going to smack us um and it's just like the simple fact of not wanting to get up for example not wanting to get up but knowing i gotta get up like 
being able to handle a coach giving you criticism, being able to help uh, that a teammate's giving you constructive criticism, whether you like that teammate or not, because you're not going to like everybody you play with. Mm -hmm. But you got to listen. You got to take in those things. So I would definitely say being mentally tough, having that confidence, because you have to have confidence in yourself Mm -hmm. to do anything. You can have all the moves. You can shoot the best. Like You can have the best shot on paper for practice. But if you don't believe in yourself, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, once you, I feel like for me, uh, once I became mentally tough, the confidence came. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't have confidence before, but right. it definitely started to show a little bit more because mm-hmm. I was like, I could get through anything. Um, you know, I've done what I wanted to do, or I've been at the lowest. Um, so I know what that feels like. Um, I've, I have I know what it feels like when your back is against the wall and you're swinging and it's not going your way. Um, and that brings that confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and coming from like high school um, or AAU when everyone's the best, uh, especially high school, you're, you're probably the best player on your team. Everything's going your way. It's your team. Um, you kind of get to like run the show um, and then you put everyone that's their best all together and like go your way. Like you said, you got to be able to look at a coach and they're yelling at your face and be able to take it to the chin and just be like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Got you coach. Like, and keep it pushing and not feel some type of way or a, a teammate who, again, you're not, you know, you may not have the best relationship with, and they're sitting there yelling at you. How do you respond? Um, is it negatively or is it positive? Like, are you able to be like, I got you, I'll do better. Um, my yeah. bad. Uh, acknowledge it. And I think you won't learn that until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're in that situation, you kind of figure out quickly, like, it's best for me to just shut my mouth. Uh, even, you know, keep my own opinion to myself. And right and know that they've been, they've been where I want to be at and respect that, you know, what they're saying is the 100% truth. And nine times out of 10, it is. They're telling you because right. they, they care for you and they want the best for you. Um, right. But I definitely think that's that's something that you won't know right away and you won't learn right away. But eventually, like, that is very important. Like, it'll bring your confidence out. Um, and, it, and your confidence will make you a better player. Definitely. I agree 100% with that. <laughs> oh, a lot of people don't talk about that. That's a sticky situation. That is. So <laughs> you, you get to the, oh, well, the coach is yelling at me, but not yelling at this person. Like, you, I hear that so often. I was that kid. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand why, is, why they're yelling at me, and this person just made the same mistake. Mm-hmm. But I learned the more you grow, the more you build those relationships with those coaches, the more trust they have in you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so when you're a freshman, you're one turnover to the senior who's put in three, four years of, you know, work. Of course, their leash is going to be longer. They're yeah. going to be able to make a turnover because the coach knows what they can get out of that person. Yeah. So until you go through that adversity, until you go through like, okay, the coach is getting on me, the coach is getting on me, and think of it as they're trying to help me, they want what's best for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like that's a selfish mindset. You're only worried about yourself. So you need to, okay, 
she's getting on me about this or he's getting on me about this, then all right, let me work on that. Mm-hmm. So then my leash can become longer, just like the seniors. Is there any specific advice you would give uh, an athlete that's in that situation, like currently, that's listening? Um, just accept, accept the teaching, accept the criticism. And if you do feel like it's unfair or whatever it is, talk to the coach. Be like, I feel like you're getting on me about this. Because communication is something this generation doesn't do. Like, it is so important. Because if you don't communicate with somebody, you're never going to get a true understanding as to why they said what they said or how they said what they said. And they're not going to learn you. In practice, I always say, it's not the time to have that communication. You need to go outside of practice and be like, hey, coach, you got on me about this, but I felt like I was in the right position or I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to do. Then boom, film, you can't deny film. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you can't not deny film. So I feel like when you go look at that, you're going to be like, oh, I was right. Or, oh, you know what, coach, you do know what you're talking about and I need to listen and I need to fix whatever you said to do. But I always say, if the coach tells you something, do it. Mm-hmm. It might sound crazy to you, you might not understand, do it. Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, then come to and be like, hey, coach, why did you have me do this? I thought this was it. And that's when you can, I won't say debate with them, but just show what you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you do that, you kind of show the coach um I wouldn't say like respect, but it kind of like, it's like, oh, okay. I see where she's coming from. Let me like see what her point of view is. And then we can kind of discuss it. Um, Cause like you said, communication is the biggest thing that a lot of people don't do. And practice is not the time to do that. Um, but you can always like after like, Hey coach, you got on me on this. I'm not really sure if I was wrong. Can you explain, you know, what I need to do better? Um, and I'm sure they'll pull up the film and then you'll be in that seat and you'll look at it and you'll be able to tell quickly, oh yeah, you got me. I was not where I was supposed to be or I was definitely wrong. Um, and film will definitely, you can't hide the film and you'll learn very quickly that just listen because they know what they're talking about. They've been there. Um, but no, I, I definitely think that is a valid point. Going forward, you know, your grad year, um, you're going to graduate with your master's in the fall. So early congratulations on that. No, it's, Thank you. I'm kicking your butt a little bit, the homework, um, but it, it will definitely be worth it. Um, what can we look forward to um, this season for you? Ooh. Hopefully a complete me. I feel like I still haven't played, you know, my best basketball, but I feel like I'm in the best spot that I can be. Like, even though I'm coming off injury, um, I think I've been taking, you know, the protein and weights and conditioning. And I feel like I finally reached that state where it's like, when I know this is my last. Mm-hmm. A little hoorah, I would say. And I just, I feel like I'm going to be comfortable. There's no longer any pressure. Mm-hmm. It's not the same of like your freshman year when you're, oh, it's my first game. Like, no, now it's like, all right, it's time to put on a show. 
and show the world really what I can do. I'm definitely excited for it. Um, real quick before we end, I want to ask because I remember you doing this in AAU. Do you still switch hands during? I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I definitely. I still shoot both of my hands. Um, my coach loves it. Uh, she doesn't have a problem as long as the ball goes in the hole. So mm -hmm. I love that. And I still work on it to this day. Like I get in the gym, I'm shooting my right hand. I shoot with my left hand and I still confuse my teammates. <laughs> they still are like, wait, you what hand did you shoot that with? Yeah. I'll never forget that day. Like I, I'm pretty sure you were shooting free throws and I was like standing behind you, like watching, you know, and you like shot it with your right hand, made it. And I think at the time you went behind your back, like that was your routine. And then all of a sudden you shot with your left hand. And I'm like, what, what is she doing? And then you continued to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, Jada, are you switching hands? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Casual, right? Like, oh, casually. Like, right, yeah. That's what I do. One way I might shoot in the corner with my right. Next time I might shoot with the left. You would never notice if you didn't pay attention. But I, I just had to point that out to listeners because it's the wildest thing. Not only does this girl go to the Olympics, but she shoots with both of her hands at any given time. So I wonder what her scout says. <laughs> um, but definitely uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, um, homework and all that, you know, personal life. Uh, thank you for, you know, opening up about mental health. Uh, definitely appreciate that. I'm sure the listeners will love that. Um, listeners, you know, listen to this because a lot of athletes, you know, deal with this. And I think it's very important to know your child or, you know, a family member who may be in the same situation um, because mental health is definitely there and people need to be aware. Um, so thank you, Jada, to that. And uh, listeners, stay tuned for the next episode um, coming soon. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. I really do appreciate this opportunity. For sure. Okay, I'm going to, okay, that's good. We're good. Well, thank you. Um, yes, no that problem. Was that's, that's a damn, that was a damn good one. It's a good episode. Touched on a lot of deep conversations that a lot of people don't have. Um, I told you, raw and uncut. Hey. Sometimes that's how you got to get down because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Um, but I respect you. I'm sure everyone that listens will be like, damn, that's a hell of a player. Um, and where she's coming from, I ain't know that. So, sure, we'll be hearing some about that. I appreciate that again. Um, yes, I wish you the best with all of this, though. I can't hear you. There we go. Gotcha. The mic off because it picks up everything. Um, but definitely tell your family I said hello. I will. I will. Have a great rest of your day. Yes, you too. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. No problem. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V.
AV on YouTube.